When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, what's going on? I hope you have all been doing pretty well for the most part. So we hit our two-year anniversary. This show has been on for two years. It's freaking awesome. Um, I'm working on getting the YouTube side of things set up. Of course, I'm using an iPad and a, the, the stock camera that goes with that, so the quality is not going to be too great. Um, but, yeah, no, thank you guys so much for all the support that I've been getting, I mean, for a long time, but it's kind of magnified itself Lately, you guys have been reaching out a lot, um, lots of good feedback. Um, I love it. I love the fact that I'm able to help you guys out. Today, we're going to be kind of continuing on from what we've been talking about. Um, so the, the character versus personality episode um, seems to be something that resonated with you guys a lot. And what's interesting is that once I got that good response from everybody on that episode, I've been thinking about how to kind of lean into that a little bit more. And it's become very obvious to me some ways that this applies to myself, that it applies to other people. And um, I haven't had time to tell you guys about the situation that I've been dealing with lately. Um, but having a knowledge of like, ha having a good understanding and a good um, set of guiding principles to get through this, this situation has been immensely valuable. And that's what we're going to go over today. We're going to talk about kind of my philosophy, my um, set of values, and because what I was realizing, I was on the way um, in, into work the other day, and it kind of struck me as, you no, know, like, I never sat down and like written out all of these principles, all of these rules, guidelines, whatever you want to call them. And a lot of people have them. A lot of people have like their rules for life or their, their rules for young adults or their, 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 their tenets, their philosophy, their creed, whatever it is. And I, I was thinking, you know what, there's a lot of things that if I just distilled them down into something simple, um, that would actually help a lot. Like that would be something that would be a lot easier to teach other people. It, it's a it's a code that you can live by. And I'm not saying that you have to agree with me on everything, but I wanted to kind of lay them out for you. The these are basically the core lessons that I've learned over probably the last ten years or so, um, which is when I really got serious about like self improvement and just becoming the best version of myself that I could. So I've learned a lot in that time, and some of it's complicated, some of it's really not. I wanted to take the core lessons, put them into something that is practical, which is the point of the show, is it has to be practical. Um, I don't waste my time with things that don't provide value. Um, I love philosophy, I love reading about philosophy. I love thinking about philosophy. I love the fact that it makes me think, but at the end of the day, I don't bring you guys anything that you can't use. It has to have utility. So I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to read through all of these rules that I have. And by the way, I wrote them down like a week ago. So they, they've been in my brain for however long, but I didn't articulate them in quite this, this way, in this, this simple of a way, until a few days ago. So there's definitely going to be some editing that needs to be done. Don't take this as like a finished product. This is very much a work in process, um, work in progress, excuse me. But I'm going to go ahead and read them out, and then I'm going to go back through, and I'm going to dive deeper into why I believe this or, or how this has helped me. I'm going to give examples. 
and it's going to be up on the website too, so you don't have to try to memorize it. So one is to be courageous enough to dream ambitiously. Number two is in every situation, learn to recognize the opportunity that exists to build your character. Number three, put your energy primarily into what you can control. Number four is make every effort to be the best you can in whatever situation you find yourself. Number five is to focus on growth. It doesn't matter where you are today, only that you recognize and act upon your innate ability to learn and improve. And to go a little bit further into that is just to focus on just getting a little bit better each day. You know, those small steps are all that you need to control. If you do them over and over again, they, they will eventually add up to big results. Um, that one's a little lengthy. Number six is respect the force of nature within you that has basically allowed humans to develop from the cave dwelling ancestors that we used to be into the space traveling species that we are today. There's, there's, there's a force that exists within all of us that compels us to grow, to strive, to conquer, to develop, to change. And it's something that deserves our respect. Number seven, recognize that countless generations before you have struggled and sacrificed in order to put you here. You owe it to your ancestors to live a beautiful life and to pass along their legacy. Number eight, failure is not real. On a long enough timeline, the odds of success always rise to 100%. Number nine is to master your emotions and impulses or live as a slave to them. Number 10, I think I might've stolen that from somebody, I don't know. Um, it sounds familiar when I say it out loud, but I, I have no idea. Number 10 is never do anything that you don't want to become a habit. I definitely stole that from somebody. We'll talk about it later though. 11 is you owe it to yourself to be the best that you can be. Always remember that. Number 12 is to pursue excellence in every area of life. You're seeking all around health. You're not just seeking like, I wanna be the best guitar player. I wanna be the best writer. I wanna be the best technician, whatever it is. It's like, you want to be as good as you possibly can in everything that you do. And what you decide to do is up to you. That's, that's, your, that's your prerogative. But if you're going to do something, you may not be the best in the world at it, but be the best you can at it. We'll talk about it more later. Um, 13, never allow negativity to gain purchase in your mind. And that's definitely one that I struggle with a lot. Number 14, um, assign blame only to yourself for this is the quickest way to power. Number 15 is to understand that happiness is a habit that you must continuously practice. Number 16, start with, start with where you are right now. Deep down, you already know what you need to do. Um, I don't know why I crossed that one out. All right, the numbers are getting a little confusing, but I'm just going to keep going through them. Control your perspective. Life is truly what you decide it is. Life is much more simple than you tell yourself it is. The longer you wait to do something, the more difficult it becomes to start. The best option is usually just to keep your mouth shut. That's my favorite. All right, so let's talk about these. Let's dive into them. Let's go more in depth to, in, into them. And like I said, I will put this list up on my website, um, on the blog, if you guys wanna download it, edit it, make it better, um, hang it up somewhere or just completely discard it, it's up to you. So let's start with being courageous enough to dream ambitiously. That's one of those things like, a, a lot of times when I talk to people, especially in like a coaching context, when, when people come in asking for help, more often than not, their dreams are very small. And maybe they have this general sense that they want to accomplish something great. They want to be 
um, extraordinary. They want to get to a certain level. They want to do more than with they, they want to be more than what they are right now. Right. But they really undervalue themselves. They really underestimate what they could do if they put their mind to something for long enough. Right. And it's not about being like unrealistic, but if you don't exercise the, the muscle of, you know, dreaming and striving, it's something that very quickly becomes stagnant. Right. And you start to see yourself in a limited sense. And it's kind of, it's kind of scary actually to dream big and to have these, these big expectations of yourself. Because as soon as you say, you know what, I want to be the best at what I'm doing, or I want, I want to take what I'm doing and I want to, I want to push it to a level that people haven't even seen yet. I want to get to a place where I'm not only the best at it, but I'm just, I'm extraordinary at it. Right. And I, I'm getting all of these, uh, these, these benefits from it. And I'm, I'm accomplishing all these things and I, I feel good about myself and I, I can do, you know, I just completely blow it out of the water. It's scary to say that because what is inevitably going to happen is that you're going to start to fear failure for one. You're going to be afraid because you know that it's going to be a lot of work. You're going to be concerned that this is something that I'm not going to be able to accomplish. You know, what if, what if I lose everything in the process? What if I try my best and it's just not enough? And you know, there, there's any number of things. There's also the, the social programming aspect of it. And I think that that's one of the big ones. I think that, you know, as kids, most people are told growing up that they need to lose their dreams. They need to be more realistic. They need to come back down to earth. They need to stop um, with the, the craziness. They need, they need to settle down on something specific, right? You need to get a real job. You need to, you need to stop playing around. You need to stop dreaming, whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. I was eating popcorn before this. I mean, I was eating healthy food before this. Um, yeah, totally. So... It, it takes a little bit of courage to dream big. And when I say, I, I use the term ambitiously on purpose because I think that it's good to be ambitious. I think that it's good to want to push yourself further than the people around you do, right? I've always wanted to be the best wherever I'm at. And even if it's not something I really care about a lot, in that case, I try to leave as soon as possible because I want to keep this mindset that like I'm striving towards something that is worthy of admiration. Right. Like, I don't want to just be average. I never have. I've always wanted to accomplish as much as possible. And I've noticed that the people that are really good at anything, the people that have really lived lives that I look up to, they're ambitious. They want a lot. They're not content with just being average. It's a trap that you fall into. Um, Grant Cardone has a lot of great content on this, by the way. He says, you know, like if you're aiming at average, like one average is already losing because you, Partially, you're going to probably fall short of whatever you you set as a goal. So if you if you set a goal to be average, you're probably going to be below average, right? And then even if you are in that average category, you don't really have any power. You don't have any influence. You don't have anything that other people don't. So when bad times come, and they will, you are in the same boat as everybody else, right? You're not able to protect yourself. You're not able to get yourself out of that situation um, as easily. And I think, you know, I think that dreaming is just very important, right? Like you, you do have to mix it in with a certain dose of action. Like if you just dream and you never take action, obviously you're not going to get anywhere, right? But if you don't have a big plan to move towards, if you don't have something that's exciting, that's like actually encouraging you and resonating with you, you're, it doesn't matter really like if you apply yourself um, and you work really hard. Like I know a lot of people that work insanely hard. And they don't have any ambition. They don't have any drive. They don't have any big dreams. They work insanely hard for somebody else and they collect an average income. 
they live an average life, right? I remember I got a job at the Walmart distribution factory, like moving boxes. Um, this is a difficult time in my life, right? Like I had stuff going on and I just, I needed a job. I remember sitting in orientation. I didn't even make it to the job. They were sitting in orientation. They were talking about like these crazy shifts. Like you're going to work 12 hour shifts. You're going to do all this crap. And it's like, it's a, it's a, it was like a decent hourly rate, right? But it wasn't like going to make you rich. And then people were getting all excited. It's like, you know, if you're here for a year, we're going to give you automatically going to give you a raise of like a dollar an hour, something like that. I think it was actually less than a dollar. And the whole room went crazy. Everybody started clapping and chanting like, yeah, this is such a great place where that's awesome. They're taking care of us. And I just like, I'm sitting there. I'm with the only person not clapping, not excited. I'm like, a dollar an hour, that's what you guys are excited about? Really? And I was just like, I'm in the wrong room. I got up on the lunch break. I left and never came back. And I went on to actually do something else that I was very proud of. So like, it's important to have that ambition. It's important to have dreams beyond wherever you happen to find yourself, right? Because... If you, if you grow up in a small town, for example, and you're like, well, you know, I want to date the, the, the hottest person in this town, and I want to have a decent job, and I want to be respected in this community. That's fine, okay? But if you really apply yourself and you really work hard, you may very well find yourself at the top of the food chain very quickly, right? And so you, they, you could do so much more if you understood that, like, I actually have a tremendous amount of potential. I need to get out of this pond and into the you know into the ocean like i need to get out of this this limiting environment and into something that's going to allow me to truly express myself to the greatest extent of my abilities and that's something that takes courage to do right it takes ambition so number two in every situation learn to recognize the opportunity to build your character this kind of comes back to the idea of focus on what you can control right if you're in a stressful situation and you can't control anything, right? Well, you can control something, but if, you, if you're focusing on the things that you can't control, you have a limited attention span. You can only notice so many things at once. So if you're focusing on what you can't control, then you're going to only see the things that you can't control. And therefore, your life is going to feel out of control. On the other hand, you can be in that exact same situation and decide to focus on only what you can control. The stuff that you can't control is still there. It's not going anywhere, but you don't see it anymore, at least not as much, because again, you still have a limited um, attention span. So if you're filling it with the things that you can control and you can influence, that's predominantly what's gonna take up your, your time and your energy. That's mostly what you're going to see. And that's a good thing, because now you're gonna feel like you have more control. Okay, and you know, the other side of the coin, when you didn't feel like you had control, you were just like the stuff that you could do something about is still there too. You just, you don't see it, right? It's like the, the spotlight effect. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, so building your character is something that I think we can all agree is, is very important. Um, and if you haven't listened to the personality versus character episode, go listen to that next. We'll talk about it more there. Um, but your character is something that's stable. It's something that it provides you with a very solid foundation with which to live your life based off of. So it doesn't matter what situation you go into. It doesn't matter what job you take, what relationship you get involved in. If you have a strong character and you know you have a strong character, that is something that is going to give you tremendous confidence because you're going to trust yourself. Because wherever you go, you know very well that you're going to do 
what you believe to be the right thing, right? And you may not know everything. You may not get it right all the time, but you're going to do your best. You know that you're going to do your best because what happens is when you focus on developing your character, when you focus on developing yourself into a man or woman of virtue, somebody who is respectable, somebody who you respect, like you respect yourself, you build self-esteem. You start to feel good about yourself. You may lose. You may not always win. You may not always come out on top. You may struggle. You may not know enough to get by without a tremendous amount of stress. However, you will have developed the sense of competence, this idea that you can learn whatever you need to, that no matter what life throws at you, you will still stick to your virtues. You will still um, stand by your beliefs. You will still work hard, you know? And that's something that people just don't take the time to develop, right? And we talked about that when we talked about like, people focus on their personality, or I'm this type of person, or I'm, I'm this like, these are my personality traits and quirks, or whatever. It's like, I don't care about that. I care about your character. Are you, because that stuff's not gonna hold up under pressure, right? Because the environment that you're in has a tremendous impact on you. It's actually really scary how, how powerful of an impact the environment has on you. The environment has to do with like, you know, the physical place that you're at, um, it has to do with the systems that are in place, the processes, whether they're technical, whether they're human-based. And then you have to think like that's, those are two layers. And then there's a layer of like the social dynamics that are taking place. And the thing is that those systems and those processes affect the social dynamics, which in turn affect the systems and processes. So it's this big mess. It's like this, this really complicated thing that, that comes out of it. But the, in, the, the moral of the story is that this stuff has a powerful impact on you as a person right? We all know this. We go around certain groups of friends and we act a certain way. Then we go to church and we act a different way. Then we go to the bar and we act a different way, right? And it's like, well, who are we at the end of all this? Like we behave differently in different environments. You know, this peer group brings out a certain side of us that something else didn't. We've all had that experience, right? We're, we're around a certain friend or a certain group and we just act different. And we're like, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. And it kind of seems like they just bring it out of us, right? Maybe you go to work and like certain work environments make you act um, differently than you would in, in, in various situations, right? Like we've all had this experience. We all know this if you take the time to think about it. So what is, what is the consistency in it? Well, the consistency is going to be your character, right? And the stronger that character is, the, the more stable you are as a person, the more you're going to trust yourself, the more confidence you're going to have in yourself. And you know, the more other people are going to trust you as well. So I won't get into the details because we just don't have time today. I I've been dealing with a very stressful situation. I, my crazy situation, like just some wild stuff. If I hadn't had the background that, that I did um, in, you know, my career also just in studying human nature, I would be lost. I would be baffled. And even knowing what I do and having the knowledge that I do, it was very confusing. It was very stressful. And it was, it was very much a, um, a, a dangerous game that I've been playing the last little while. And I think it's finally come to a point where I'm starting to get out of it a little bit. Um, it's not over with yet. But the, the point is that throughout all of this, I was under a tremendous amount of pressure um, to kind of go with the flow, to kind of fall in line with everybody else, to do what I'm told. And I'm looking at the situation and I'm thinking, this is not right. This is wrong. This is, it, it just is like, it's, it's illegal. It's unethical. And there's, again, it's a, it's a complicated situation, but I had to make a lot of choices around like, am I going to stand up for what I believe in? Am I going to stand up against all these people or 
am I just going to look the other way, right? And it's so much easier to go with the flow. And we, we like to think that we're going to stand up against, you know, these pressures. We like to think that we'll do the right things. But if we don't make the habit of doing the right things when it's easy, we're not going to when it gets difficult. And that was the, the, the conclusion I came to. I said, look, if I stand up against this situation, I'm probably going to lose a few tens of thousands of dollars, which is, you know, not something I would be happy about. However, my goal, as you guys know, is to be extremely wealthy. My goal is to be extremely influential, right? And I had to ask myself, look, if you're not willing to lose $20,000, $30,000, if you're in a situation where there's millions of dollars at stake, right? Like, are you going to be more likely to stand up against something that you believe to be wrong? Of course not, right? And that's what it came down to, me, came down to for me is that, like, this is a chance to build my character. It's a dangerous situation. It's a, it's a tricky situation, right? I don't really know what to do to get out of it per se, but I do know what I believe is right. And I can kind of tell that there's going to be negative consequences for doing that, um, even if I'm extremely careful. Is it worth it to me, right? And at the end of the day, that was the decision. Is it worth violating my integrity or is it worth um, trying to stick around and, and to build more influence while you know, looking the other way? And I made my decision. I'm happy with it. But the point is that there was a lot I couldn't control in that situation. And there's actually very little I could control. The only thing I could do anything about was control my responses and control where I put my energy, right? What is interesting about this is that the amount of support I got from other people who felt the same but didn't want to stand up against it all, right? And they have reached out since then and, like, you know, I feel like I've been a little bit of an example, which is really cool um, because when I was 20, 19 to 21, um, I was in the military and I didn't really have that, um, what's the word, like that, that sense of combativeness that like drove me to stand up for things, right? I, I really, I just, I didn't. I got to experience a lot of leadership a lot of people who I really admired and respected who stood up against what they considered to be injustice. And sometimes they were really dumb about how they did it. Um, they were rarely tactful about it. However, I, I got to watch them do it a lot and I always respected them. I always admired them because it's like, that's a real example of somebody doing the best that they can. That's, that's a real example of somebody um, standing up against what they believe to be um, wrong and, you know, taking a stand for what for what is right. And I didn't I don't think I appreciated it at the time. But looking back, it had a huge impact on how I see the world. It had a huge impact on on, on how I consider or on what I consider to be um, respectable and worthy of emulating. And I kind of realized that not a lot of people have that because most people just are not willing to stand up against um extreme pressure if there's a path of least resistance that makes it easy to just turn around and look the other way. And so being in, a, in an environment like the Marine Corps where, you know, there's a lot of high, strung, aggressive people um, was actually a huge benefit because those are the people that are likely to stand up like that. And I think over time, I've just slowly developed those qualities and become that person, which is interesting because I didn't used to be that way. And so what, what is that? That is the, the development of character. You're not stuck with who you are today. You can choose to change. You can decide to be anybody. You just have to figure out like what, what is different between me and the person that I respect, okay? 
how do I start changing those differences? How do I start tweaking those things one, one step at a time? You don't have to figure it all out at first, all at once, right? You're not going to, that's fine. Start looking for the habits that they have that are different and start learning to emulate those habits in smaller ways. Because it's like, if somebody has a, a, a habit, say of working 16 hours a day, right? Like that's kind of ridiculous. Like that person didn't develop that overnight. So you shouldn't expect to either. So you start by pushing yourself to work more and more and more, but you don't have to jump right into the 16 hours, right? If this person is dealing with tremendous pressure from like a political environment, for example, whether that's literally in politics or some kind of um, social hierarchy, just in general, if you, like you, that person didn't just jump into that, but they probably did start by accepting a certain amount of responsibility that was you know, difficult and added certain stress to their life. So, okay, like, how can I look for more responsibility? How can I look to, um, to, to achieve more influence over my surroundings? How can I look to start leading people, right? And you don't have to be in a leadership position to do that. You can lead from wherever you are. You lead by example. And if you make a habit of leading by example, even when you don't have authority, you don't have power, that gives you authority. That gives you power because people start to look up to you. And when people are looking up to you, it, when, you've, when you've earned that respect, that authority, that is so much more powerful than being given a title position. Um, and I've seen that countless times. To this day, I saw it in the Marines, I saw it, I see it in every business I've ever worked at. It's like, there's always a certain number of people, it's usually a lot, who have a title because they played a game or they, they were in the right place at the right time. They did something, maybe they deserve it, maybe they don't, but they're not a true leader. They just have the position, right? And the way that people respond to, to, to those quote unquote leaders is very different than the way that people respond to people that are maybe in their peer group that are actually leading them, that are actually pushing them in the right direction. They're actually pulling them in the right direction maybe. Better way to say it. Um, so focus on building your character. Anything that happens, any, any situation that you are confronted with, you have an opportunity to make yourself a better person if you are willing to just do the work, right? And a lot of times it's difficult. It's, that's, that's why it's valuable. If it was easy, it wouldn't, it wouldn't hold any weight. You wouldn't walk away from it feeling like, I actually did the right thing. I'm actually a good person, right? You would walk away from it feeling like, oh, well, that was easy. I'm glad. So stand up for what you believe in. Focus on the, the, the simple things that you want to magnify in yourself that are going to create big results. Put your energy primarily into what you can control. So I say primarily for a reason. Focus on what you control. We already talked about that, like you have a limited amount of um, focus and attention. You wanna put that mostly into the things that you can, you can do something about because it, there's not a lot of point in, in spending energy on something that you can't control anyway, right? Like if you're, if you're stressing out about like, you know, let's say you started a business and you're stressing out about the, the government, the economy. Well, that's not really gonna do, do you a lot of good because you probably don't have any influence over the economy as a whole. You probably don't have a way to influence public policy, whatever. However, I say primarily because there's usually, it, it, w when you're at a lower level, you want to focus mostly on what you can do something about. However, if you can identify the serious problems that are the result of like bad decisions or whatever, or, or poor systems, um, poor choices, whatever it may be, when you can identify those problems early on, 
you have something with which to leverage a higher position. So it's like, you know, like let's say you're at a company and you're, 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 you're focusing on just being the best employee you can be. You don't have a leadership position, right? And your management's like looking at you for promotion. You say, hey, actually, I've, I, I see X, Y, Z problems. Here's some solutions that I found to them, right? It's like if you pour your heart and soul into those things that you can't do anything about before you have the position, you're not going to have the energy to just focus on making yourself a viable candidate, right? It's like, let's say you want to work in, like, let's say you work in sales just because it's easier for me to think of. Um, it's like if you're if you're focusing on like, oh, actually, the company's systems in place are inefficient and, you know, there, there's all this this stuff that's slowing down the sales process and it's all out of my control. Well, if that's all you look at, you're not going to make many sales because you're not sitting there talking to people. You're not sharpening your skills. You're not showing up with the best attitude, right? You're wearing yourself over, wearing yourself out over things that, that you can't change. That being said, if you're completely oblivious to these things, if you haven't put in deep thought into them, when you're suddenly put in a position of authority and you actually can do something, you're not going to know what to do. You're not going to have any ideas, right? And also, like, let's say that you're, let's say that like you're in the beginning phases of your career and you're, you're just focusing on getting really good at a skill. You're becoming the best you can be, right? Well, eventually, if you're going to become truly extraordinary, you need to do something besides just be good at that skill, right? If you haven't figured out ways to help people, if you haven't identified serious problems, how are you going to turn around and help other people? Because you can only focus on teaching them that one thing that you've learned, right? But if you've, if you've noticed, hey, these processes are inefficient, these systems are inefficient, um, these alliances, relationships, they're, they're hurting the company, right? Well, if, you, if you've identified all of these major problems, then you can go start your own business that addresses all of that, that does things better, right? Now you're not just really good at what you do at that one particular skill. Now you're able to help people in a totally different way. So it is important to focus on what you can control, but it's also important to exercise your critical thinking abilities and to be able to, to learn how to problem solve, even though you can't solve those problems yet, if you don't train yourself to identify the problems, then you're, you're going to be one of those people that's put into like a management position or moves up slowly and don't have a fucking clue what to do, right? Because I had that recently. It's like senior management calling me. Hey, actually, I am overwhelmed. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to lead this team. How do I get people to do X, Y, Z? Multiple times. And I'm like, I'm okay with people asking me that because at least you're asking the question. Um, but it's like, you don't want to be in that position, right? Like, why are you calling me? Like you outrank me. Why are you admitting to me that you don't know how to do this job and then I can do it better? Right. And it's like, why do I not have that position? Why do I, why am I not in that spot? Well, it's only a matter of time because I do have the answers to these questions because I've put a lot more thought into it than you have because you've had a very narrow, um, focus for all this time and you haven't been thinking for yourself. You haven't been thinking outside the box. So when you get into a position where you have to think outside the box because you have less people to like direct you, you have less people, like the, the, the situation isn't as simple, you're lost. So that's my two cents on that. Okay, make every effort to be the best you can in whatever situation you find yourself. So you're gonna have limited resources no matter what you do in life. You're, there's going to be um, obstacles, you're gonna have handicaps, you're gonna have, um, everybody starts at different positions, everybody starts with different, you know, material resources or whatever it is. If you focus on what you don't have and you 
look at other people's success and say, oh, well, they had an easier childhood. Oh, well, they had more money starting out with. Oh, they had a family that loved them. Oh, they, they had whatever, right? If you focus on that, you're going to die broken alone. Probably not, but well, I mean, maybe. You're, you're, I'm exaggerating, but the point is that like, you're not going to be truly successful if you're just uh, uh, you're crediting other people's success with things that you don't have, right? Focus on being really good at, wh at whatever you can. So if you're in a sales job, my first sales job, I was, there were some systems in place that kept me from being successful. That's why I left ultimately is because like you can, you, you can make the company more and more and more money as you get better, but you actually, the, the, the increase in, in value to you is very marginal. You know, it's like you go from making 40,000 a year to 60,000 a year. It's like, yeah, that's, that's great. But it's like, I went from making you 200,000 a year to a million a year. It's like, that's, it doesn't add up. Like, why am I having such a, a, an incremental increase? Um, so it's like, in that situation, I could sit there and complain about how, well, this isn't fair, or these other people that are better at sales, like they had something that I didn't, they're more extroverted, um, they're better at talking to people, they grew up playing sports, and like they had because of that they understand how to connect with the people in this area because that's all anybody talks about like whatever like i can focus on that or i can focus on just getting better right and that's what's ultimately going to lead to success and you know the 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 situation that i just went through for example it's like actually let's use a different one one of, one of my favorite like moments of like development for me was when i first started to like learn social skills and I was like I think I was like 19 at the time yeah I was like 19 20 it's like I really never fit in with people because I grew up very isolated I was homeschooled for most of my life so I wasn't really socialized that well right so when I decided actually I'm going to get good at talking to people I'm going to not be awkward anymore or at least not so much I'm not going to be as weird in like social settings I'm people are going to feel comfortable with me right the way I did that is I decided well I can't control where I come from I can't control the, the, the late start that I got, whatever, I can control certain things though. So what I decided to do is that I'm just gonna observe people as closely as possible, right? And then the habit that I developed from that is that everywhere I go, no matter what, it's a habit, it's unconscious. I don't even think about it anymore. It wasn't until the other day um, that something made me stop and think, you know what, actually I'm very observant and I didn't, I don't even notice that. Like relative to most people, I pay very close attention and what that does is it allows me to pull a lot of information out of any situation that I'm in, right? So if I go through something like at work and it's stressful and there's like, there's a bunch of stuff going on, I don't just go through and say, oh, wow, that sucks. That was weird. That's annoying. These people are egotistical and they're crazy. I'm able to dissect it and analyze it and pull a lot of information out of it. And then I turn around and put it on the podcast. Um, but no, like I use it to, to, make, me, to make me better. So even when something unfair happens to me, I don't sit there and think, well, what a bastard. He shouldn't have done that to me. I sit there and think like, what could I have done differently? How could I have protected myself? How could I, like, what were the warning signs? And it's not about beating myself up and saying, well, I should take responsibility for this. It's all my fault. No, I should take responsibility for it, but I didn't know any better at the time. So it's okay. However, moving forward, I now have information that's going to help me keep from being in that situation. Again, I'm going to become better at it right um it also applies to things like if you're if you're working in a situation where you don't have the resources and the materials that you need to to be fully effective it's like okay well this teaches me how to be more resourceful right so if you focus on like 
I need to do a certain job, but I'm not giving what I need to do it. Cool. How can I overcome that? How can I learn to problem solve? How can I get so good at the other stuff that that actually um, I become more valuable than I would have been if I had had everything up, up front, right? Because now I'm, I'm forced to not just be average. Now I'm forced to, to overcome certain challenges and obstacles. And not everybody's going to be able to do that. Most people are lazy. Most people are not going to try that hard. So if you make it a habit of actually doing what you're supposed to and actually just getting the results that you want, regardless of the situation that you're in, you're going to have a huge advantage. And it's, it's really very simple. Like it, it is hard work, but it's, it's not complicated. Okay. Focus on growth. I'm going to have to move through these faster. I'm running out of time. This might be a two-parter. Focus on growth. It doesn't matter where you are today, only that you recognize and act upon your innate ability to learn and improve. I don't even know if I need to elaborate on that one. Like, if you're, if you start off in a career and you say, like, you're not very good at it, right? You don't need to be discouraged by the fact that you're not good at it. You only need to focus on getting a little bit better each day. If you do that very soon, you will be good at it. You know, you'll get to a level of competence. And at that point, you have a choice to make. Do I stay average or do I keep focusing on the growth? And do I develop into somebody that is truly extraordinary, right? Like, am I going to settle and get comfortable here? Or am I going to keep applying that incremental growth? Because guess what? The growth is, is compounded. So at first, it's like it's really, really small steps. But after a certain point, those small steps, they still feel small. And you're still going to go through periods where it doesn't feel like you're actually making any progress. But then the progress is going to come in spurts. It's going to come in leaps and bounds all of a sudden, right? Because you're not just making tiny incremental steps anymore. You're taking the combined weight and knowledge of everything that you've done up to that point, And you're putting it all together. And you're pushing that into a huge step forward. So focusing on growth. Also, that's another thing that's like you're, you're focusing on what you can control. Right. You can always focus on getting a little bit better. You can always focus on growing and just leaving that situation or, or going to bed at the end of the day a little bit better than when you woke up. That's something that you absolutely can control and it's something that's going to lead to a lot of success. And all right, so this one definitely going to reword this. Actually, I think I already did. Respect the will that has driven all of human progress. I was going to add something to it, and I left the sentence off because somebody came over to talk to me when I was writing it. So I don't actually remember what the rest of it is. But basically, there's, there's a will within all of us. There's an instinct to grow, to achieve, to be better, um, to progress. Respect that, right? Like, that's an innate quality with every living thing, right? Like, even a plant, like anything that is alive has this. Like you look at a plant, like what does it do? It grows towards the sun, right? A vine will grow up the side of a wall. Um, you know, a tree, like you look at like natural selection and redwoods, for example, like why are redwoods so big? Because, you know, over time they're, they're, they're constantly competing with each other, right? The biggest redwoods are the ones that have the most access or access to the most sunlight, the most resources, the most water, whatever. So they, they succeed and over time they get bigger and bigger and bigger because they're competing with each other and it's important to, to to respect that that is something that exists inside of you you have a natural competitive competitiveness excuse me you have a natural will and drive to get better and to to outdo other people 
And that's a good thing. It's a really beautiful thing. That's what drives human progress. If everybody was content to sit around in caves and, you know, carve spears, we would still be living in the caves, but we're not. And a lot of times the ambition is kind of demonized. Like that idea that like competitiveness is kind of like looked at as a bad thing, like even a toxic thing. Sometimes I'm telling you the people that believe that are fucking losers. They don't want you to do better than them. That's why they say that. So don't feel bad about doing better than them. They deserve to lose because they're not trying and they're trying to win by bringing you down. So that's very important to understand. I think it's, it's understood to some extent, but not on a level of like where people really get it. What it's okay to get mad at those people is what I'm saying. Like if somebody is trying to make you feel bad for wanting to achieve something and they're trying to make fun of you for daring to dream big, it's okay to get mad at them. It's okay to cut them out of your life. It's okay to absolutely demolish them when you compete with them, right? It's okay to smoke check them every single time that you show up. That's good because that's what drives people forward. All right. And if you're losing, that's okay too. That's just a way for you to get better because you don't you don't improve when you're the best, right? Like you're, 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 you have to sharpen yourself against people that are better than you or at least equally good as you, right? The more you put yourself in difficult situations that stretch you and make you uncomfortable, the faster you're going to grow. All right. So and again, that 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 will to live exists in everybody, right? Recognize that countless generations before you have struggled and sacrificed in order to put you here. You owe it to your ancestors to live a beautiful life and to pass along their legacy. When you really think about the incomprehensible magnitude of human suffering that we have gone through as a species for however long we've been here, it's crazy. It's astronomical. Like people have really had a difficult time. Like they've gone through a lot. They've survived natural disasters they've survived like it's it's winter time now and i walked out this morning to to read on the balcony when i first got up and i'm just like i found myself like wanting to go back inside and like put socks on like it's really cold out here i was like that that's the greatest of my discomfort right now like that's 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 the biggest problem i have in life is that my feet are cold that's stupid right like think of the, the 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 cavemen think of the 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 really primitive ancestors that we have that were killing each other that were that were out hunting and you know fighting with saber-toothed tigers and like those people suffered they went through a lot think about the the incredible anguish of childbirth every every single person throughout history has had to be born and how how much suffering that is on on the the mother right how much stress that is on the on the man that has to provide for them how much how difficult that is for both of them just besides that just the fact that they have to take care of this child the fact that they have to survive themselves that they have to outcompete with other others for the mating uh, privilege in the first place like it's it's really profound right and the the fact that people have all of our ancestors have been willing to do this and have won they've 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 been successful to some extent, right? Otherwise you wouldn't be here. That's really something like to, to take a minute here and there at least once a day and to think about that. And it's not to say that like, oh, your, your struggles don't matter because they had it worse. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying respect the fact that people have refused to give up for a very long time, okay? It's like, yeah, you have a different struggle today than they did back then, but you owe it to your bloodline to keep that going. You owe it to, everyone that has been before you 
to keep that same mindset, to keep that same attitude, and to be willing to keep going no matter what, right? Failure is not real. On a long enough timeline, the odds of success always rise to 100%. I'm very patient. I have never really felt bad if I lost at anything that I cared about because in my mind, I'm not playing a short-term game. Like if there's a competition that, you know, like who can sell more products this week, this month, whatever. It's like, if I win, I feel good about it. Yeah, and I'll, I'll talk shit for sure because that's who I am. But if I lose, like, I may play along and act like I'm bothered. It really doesn't hurt me though because I'm not looking at it in the short term. I don't care about that month. I care about over the next 30, 40, 50 years, how good am I going to get, right? And I just don't see any way that anybody's gonna be better than me. And I'm not saying that arrogantly. I'm saying that like if you consistently apply yourself to continual growth for long enough, you're going to be incredible at anything that you decide to do as long as you stick with it, right? And when you shift that mindset, instead of thinking about, well, I lost today, or, you know, like I wanted to date this person and so-and-so beat me to it or so-and-so outperformed me, like they were more attracted to them than they are to me, right? It's like you can take that as a loss or you can realize that, well, I'm constantly improving and developing myself as a person, right? So eventually I'm going to be a better choice than anybody else here um, at work, right? Okay, I got Passover for promotion, right? That person's an idiot though. They got promoted because maybe they're a little bit better at me or a little bit better than me, but it's mostly because of other qualities, like their social skills or whatever else. It's like that person is going to get complacent. At some point, I will not. I will keep growing no matter what. There's just no way that you're going to keep up with me on a long enough timeline because I don't stop, right? I focus on the endurance. And it's not to say that I don't try to really like focus on like the, the speed side of thing as well. And it's not that I'm not competitive, but it's that, look, if you feel like you're struggling and you're not where you want to be, look at it in a bigger timeline. Shift your thinking to realize that like, look, what I'm doing today may not be adding up to big results yet, but I know for sure that I'm on the right track. Okay, cool, that's all that matters. Okay, and if I'm not on the right track, let's get back on the right track. But as long as I'm moving in the correct direction, everything will work out because it's impossible to not win eventually. And you don't have to win, um, or excuse me, you can lose over and over and over again. You only have to win big like once, maybe twice, right? Like you only have to really make it once or twice and then you just have to like not be stupid. You have to like hold on to that to some extent. But it's like you can lose over and over again. Failure doesn't exist. I don't believe in failure. Failure only happens when you quit. It doesn't make sense to me like, oh, I tried this and I failed. Well, like you didn't though. Like maybe you went, you're like, it's like you want to go to a fucking talent show or something. And it's like you lose the talent show. It's like, oh, I lost. Did you? Like, are you going to keep doing that skill over and over again? Like say you're playing piano, right? It's like, well, yeah, I'm going to keep playing piano. Okay, then you didn't lose, right? Eventually, you're going to be better than anybody else that you competed against today if you stick with it for long enough, right? Maybe like you're trying to get your book published. You're trying to get your music signed. You're trying to get your art sold, right? And it's like it didn't happen. That's fine. Can you do it again and do it a little bit better? Yes? Okay. Keep doing that process over and over again. Eventually, you will, you will find success. And that success will outweigh all the failures. Master your emotions and impulses or live as a slave to them. Man, I'm saying that some of these I'm really good at. Some of them I'm really not. That's one that I'm really not good at. Um, there's certain impulses that I'm very good at controlling. There's some that I'm really just, I suck at. And this is one that I, you know, I have to talk to myself as much as anybody else about it. 
most of the mistakes that I've made in my life that have really hurt me were because I was thinking with emotion, not with logic. And I kind of knew that maybe it wasn't a good decision. Um, and looking back, I'm like, that was fucking stupid. But at the time I was just, it's like your emotions cloud your judgment, right? Learning to, learning to respect your emotions, learning to process them, but to not act on them is very important for anybody. You know, because you're never going to feel like getting up early and doing the extra work that you want to. Um, you're never going to feel like leaving that person that you're crazy about and you're lustful over, even though they seem like you can tell that they're bad news, that you should not date this person. You're going to want to, right? Um, looking at like a, a situation where you're angry with somebody, you're going to feel like yelling at that person. You're going to feel like doing something stupid. You're not going to feel like biting your tongue and walking walking away or being productive, right? If you're afraid to stand up for something, you're not gonna feel like doing it, right? So you have to learn to overcome this. And just to, like, we've done a lot of content on it. We'll keep talking about it. But just real quick, you have to, you have to be very analytical. You have to look at the decisions you've made. And like, let's say that you're single, let's say that you're you're broke, or let's say that you're, you're in a situation that you don't wanna be in, you got, you know, you lost something, maybe like, you know, you were striving for a promotion, you didn't get it, whatever it is, like you don't have what you want. You have to look at the things that you did and the results that, that, that were um, produced by those actions. And you have to look at them very analytically because we overcomplicate things. A lot of times, like I've had so many people like, complaining to me about, you know, like not so much coaching clients, but more of like friends, like, oh, I'm so lonely. Like, I don't understand why girls don't like me. I don't understand why, like, I can't find the right guy or whatever. And it's like, you're, when you really sit somebody down and are just brutally honest with them, it's like, um, actually, it's pretty simple why you're single. And it's, you know, you, you, you make really bad choices. You, you don't take care of yourself. You're not a very high value person. Um, you're not, you're, you're ignoring the people that would be good options. It's like, you're actually doing really stupid things, but that person is not necessarily stupid because they're, they're making the wrong choices. Maybe I'm telling myself to make myself feel better. That's just what I'm saying. Um, but they're making that decision not because they look at it and realize, oh, this is the wrong choice. They think that they're making the right choice. Nobody ever looks at a situation and says, this is the worst possible um, decision to make, so I'm going to do it. Nobody does that. People do what they believe to be the right choice. It's just that the emotion a lot of times overwhelms our logical reasoning centers and we make dumb decisions because we're not like it still looks like the, the best idea right because in that moment of anger it seems like a good idea in that moment of lust it seems like a good idea and in that moment of fear of sadness whatever it is it seems like a smart thing to do it seems like the best thing to do and you've got to learn to separate that from what is actually the right thing to do because when you make it when you take the time to separate the emotion and sit down and logically think about things most of the problems that you have in your life are pretty simple and the, the solution is pretty obvious. It's hard to implement, but it's pretty simple. So learn, learn, learn to control your impulses. And I mean, I always advise people start with like what you eat and exercising. You get those good habits in of doing uncomfortable things and ignoring certain impulses. Like food is a big one. If you can, if you can master your diet and you, 
you don't have to have a crazy diet. Just don't eat junk food. That's it. That, that, that's the diet. Don't eat junk food. You will be perfectly healthy, right? You can eat eggs. You can eat meat. You can eat raw meat. I don't give a shit. Like, just don't eat anything that your ancestors wouldn't have been able to eat, right? If 10,000 years ago this didn't exist or it wasn't food, don't eat it. That's it. You will be healthy because of that. Learning to overcome those cravings, learning to have the discipline to not do that will completely change your life. And it'll change your, your body too, obviously. So we're going to move through these a little bit faster. Never do anything that you don't want to become a habit. Um, Immanuel Kant was basically the one that I got this from. He said it in a much wordier way, um, but that's basically what he meant. Once you do something once, it becomes that much easier to do it again and becomes that much harder. It's, it's, it becomes exponentially harder to not do it again. Because as um, Dr. Amen says, the brain doesn't do what's good for it. The brain does what it's done before. So if you do something that you know is wrong, you know is not the best choice, you decide I'm going to take the lazy option, I'm going to take the path of least resistance, or I'm just going to do this. Once you do it once, it's kind of hard not to do it again. Once you do it six times, and that's like six times back to back, it's almost, it's, it's a habit now, and it's really difficult to change that. So... If you just focus on not doing things that you know are gonna be a detriment, you'll kind of naturally start to do the things that you know that you should do. And again, this isn't complicated, um, but like, I think I, I think the, I did a whole episode on this, so I'm not gonna go into too much depth of it, but the example I used in the episode, I think was like, you know, if you go into the grocery store and you, you're getting groceries and you see a box of cookies and you get the box of cookies, it's like, well, that's not a one-time thing. Because next time I'm in the grocery store, if I buy the cookies, I'm probably going to buy the cookies next time. Now I have a habit of buying cookies, right? And it's going to be hard to stop doing it. It's not isolation, right? The law of cause and effect is very powerful, and we don't get to escape it. And one of the, the, the effects or one of the things that is, that is going to be ever-present with us is the fact that it's easy for us to get into a routine and to just do the same thing over and over again. So be very careful about what you allow as a routine because now once I bought the cookies a few times, it's, only, it's also easier to turn up the volume on those habits than it is to start them. So it's like maybe at first I'm not, gonna, I'm not the kind of person that's going to get cookies, chips, soda, a cake, you know, whatever else, um, and like all this junk food and like candy or whatever. Like maybe I won't do all of that. But if I, if I start along that path by getting the cookies, well, Next time getting cookies and a candy bar is not really that much of a, of a leap, right? And so it's a lot harder to say no to that. And then incrementally, I become the kind of person that gets junk food at the store, right? And the whole thing spirals out of control. It's much easier to just not buy the cookies because once I get home, I don't give a shit anymore, right? Like that's not, they're not still on my mind. But it, when I'm in the store, that seems like a huge thing because the emotions are coming into play. So you have to learn to master that impulse. And if you are just very careful about not doing the things that you don't want to be bad habits, you'll be fine. That will help you a lot. All right, you owe it to yourself to be the best you can. That's not really a rule. That's just something to remember. You owe it to yourself. You have a tremendous amount of potential. Nobody is like you. You are a unique individual. You have a lot to offer. And you don't even know the true extent of your potential because you haven't been put in an environment yet that truly maxes out um, the, 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 the full range of your capabilities, right? And even if you were to get in that environment, at some point you would grow to fill that container, right? And you'd actually be ready to be put in a new container. You never stop growing unless you decide to. And if you really accelerate your 
your life, basically, you constantly put yourself in challenging situations, you're constantly going out there and doing more than you think you can, you're going to grow very quickly. You're going to end up becoming a truly extraordinary person. And uh, you owe it to yourself, right? Like you don't, don't waste your potential. That's all that is. And if you are comfortable with it, I'm not even going to bother talking about that one. Because if you feel comfortable wasting your potential, I don't really know what to say. Like you have to want to do that. And you do. That will is there. Like we talked about earlier. Which one was it? Six, I think. Um, that, that will to get better is always there. So stop covering it up. Let it out. Be ambitious. It's fine. Pursue excellence in every area of life. So the, the general idea for this is like pursue health in general. So like you want to have a healthy social life. You want to have a healthy physical life. Like you want your body to be healthy. You want your, your family environment to be healthy. You want your finances to be at a healthy level. Um, like just everything that you do. So like, some people are going to have certain certain hobbies that, 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 they, that they, they pursue. Some people are going to have certain interests in, interests that they pursue. Excuse me. It's time to wrap this episode up. Um, whatever it is that you decide to bring into your life, try to be the best as you possibly can at that, right? So, for example, don't sacrifice um, your career for necessarily, like, for your health. Right? Don't, or vice versa. So, like, don't decide that, like, I'm never going to do anything that stresses me out, so I'm just not going to work, right? That doesn't make any sense. And I, I was trying to throw people off. Usually you see the other way around, like, don't sacrifice your health for your career. Obviously, like, don't work 120-hour weeks, live off of McDonald's, and never go to the gym. Like, obviously, you're not going to be able to sustain that for very long. You're not going to be very effective while you're doing it anyway. You know, um, I think the cliche one also is, like, don't sacrifice your relationships for your career. Very much applies. Um, Understand that the idea of balance is a little bit misunderstood. Like you want balance between these different aspects of your life. You want to have a healthy, you know, relationship with your spouse. You also want to have a healthy, um, you want your bank account to be healthy. You want your body to be healthy. You, you, you want to have, you, you have to give time and energy and resources to all of these different things, right? Like if I never talk to my friends, I may be able to call them up and like they're still my friends, but they're not going to have like the same level of support that I, they would have if we're like consistently seeing each other, consistently talking, helping each other through things, right? My spouse may love me, but if I'm never giving her energy, if I'm never giving her attention, like at some point, like that's going to fall apart, right? If I sacrifice too much of the time that should go to that to, to, to work specifically, for example, um, then yeah, like I'm, I'm not going to be able to maintain both of those things. Now, <clears throat> I kind of hesitate to say that because I think that focusing on, focusing on balance, it, 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 you don't need to give an equal amount of time and energy to everything, for example. So like, I, I, for me personally, I don't need to spend an hour every day meditating and doing spiritual stuff. I just don't, right? Like I can, I, I'm fine with, 10 to 15 minutes of meditation. I'm, I'm honestly fine without doing it, but it does help a lot. Um, and, and reading certain things that prime me to think differently, like from a spiritual standpoint. Um, I don't necessarily need to spend eight hours a day with a romantic interest, right? Like, but I do need to spend eight hours a day working. Like, I need to spend the majority of my day working, right? I don't need to spend eight hours a day at the gym, though. Like, an hour a day is perfectly fine, right? I'd probably do a little bit less if I really wanted to. 
Um, and I could do it more if I wanted to as well. So it's like, you don't need to focus on making everything totally equal, but you do want all of those different aspects of your life to be healthy, okay? And that's gonna look different for everybody. You know, for some people, they have really low maintenance relationships and they're totally fine working a lot. If that works for you, if it genuinely works for you, then do it, right? However, if you start to give too much to one thing and you let everything else slip, or you just don't put the energy that you should into it, like that's going to bring down the thing that you are putting a lot of energy into, right? So if you're focused on your career and on being, you know, successful, whatever you do, more power to you. However, if you're not taking care of your body in that process, you're, the, the effects of a declining health, um, of, of your declining health, that's going to affect you very soon, right? And that's not something that you can necessarily get back. So don't just focus on any one thing. Try to be the best human that you can all around. All right, never, never allow negativity to gain purchase in your mind. Worst offender of this. Not, not trying to preach to anybody. Um, and I think it's also pretty self-explanatory. Just repeat that to yourself as much as possible because a negative, once you start to become negative, again, don't do anything that you don't want to be a habit. So if you start acting negative, you start thinking negative, um, it's hard to stop. And we're kind of hardwired to focus on the negative anyway. So it's, it really is something that you need to pay close attention to. Again, I'm terrible at this, but I, I, I'm a lot better than I was a year ago, and I'm a lot better than I was 10 years ago. So um, assign blame only to yourself, for this is the way to power. So what I mean by that is basically just take responsibility for everything. Not everything's your fault, but if you don't take responsibility for everything, then you don't have power over everything. Um, <clears throat> so like the situation that I'm going through right now, I didn't start it. I, I didn't. Um, however, if I say, well, it's not my fault, it's not fair, that's not doing me any favors, right? The appropriate thing to do is to say, well, I could have done XYZ differently. Um, I knew what I was doing. I made an intelligent choice to, to go against the grain, and I knew that I was going to suffer certain consequences for that, okay? So like, I'm taking responsibility as much as I can, and that comes down to like, well, what can I learn from it, right? And if I'm in the situation and it's totally unfair, Okay, but I still have control over something. I have to take responsibility for that. Like maybe I can't change this person's mind, but I can do certain things to influence them, right? And at the end of the day, if I can't influence them and I believe that this situation is wrong, I still have responsibility to stand up against that. I have a responsibility to, um, to no longer associate with, with that organization, right? So yeah, I take responsibility for everything. People, people love to blame everyone else. Oh, I'm broke because the economy. I'm broke because of my parents. I can't love anyone because of my parents. You know, um, I, I don't have good relationships because my ex screwed me up, right? It's their fault. It's this person's fault. It's that person's fault. Shut up. Take responsibility for yourself, right? Maybe you didn't deserve what happened to you. Maybe you had absolutely no control over what happened to you. You do, however, have control and responsibility for your own healing. You have to, how do you recover from that, right? Like that is in your power. Maybe somebody hurt you years ago and you've had a hard time recovering from that. Okay, <clears throat> that person was wrong for that, but you have to decide what you do moving forward. You can't change what happened, but you can, you can decide what direction you move in after that. And if you allow that to be something that um, stunts your growth forever, or if it's something that, that working on it actually propels your growth, okay? Where are we at? Happiness is a habit that you must continually practice. Learning to be 
to have fun and to be happy in any given situation is a very valuable skill. It's something I started with when I was um, in the military and the infantry because you're just miserable a lot, right? And I noticed that some people decided to take that misery and have fun with it. They decided to be goofy. They decided to laugh at the situation, right? And the funny thing is that if you choose to laugh at the situation that you're in and to make the most of it and to just decide to be happy, it's really that simple. Like you don't just immediately shift into a state where nothing bothers you anymore. But over time, you, you develop a, a certain attitude of positivity. You develop a certain um, a, a mindset that's very difficult to shake, right? And that's extremely valuable because you're going to go through a lot of bad situations. You're going to go through a lot of stuff that hurts you. How you respond to it means everything, though, because 10 people can go through the exact same thing and interpret it 10 completely different ways, right? You and I can be in the exact same environment dealing with the exact same problem and our internal states are totally different you know like maybe you're stressed out you're freaking out you're overwhelmed you don't know what to do and i'm like frustrated but i'm like actually having a good time with it and i'm, I'm choosing to say like oh this is so much fun i get to solve all these problems oh this is awesome i get i get to build myself as a human i get to build myself my character i get to become a better person through this or it's like yeah this is so uncomfortable i love it that's a good thing because that's where I grow the most, right? So we're in the same situation, but I have a different internal state than you. And you get to choose that, right? And it's not an instantaneous thing, but it's a decision that you make and then you act upon that decision. You decide, I'm going to be happy, therefore I'm going to act like a happy person. What does a happy person do? They, they make jokes. They laugh at the situation. They choose to smile. They choose to use humor to brush it off. They choose to not focus on the negative. They choose to focus on the things that they're grateful for in this situation. Start with where you're at right now. Deep down, you already know what you need to do. We're almost through these, we're almost done. So it's easy to look at where you want to be and compare yourself to where you are now and to get discouraged. What I'm saying here is just to like, look, it's, it's okay that you're where you are now and I know it's frustrating. Just focus on closing that gap one step at a time, right? And when you break it down, it's like, okay, let's say that you wanna be world famous, millionaire musician i don't know and you look at somebody let's say that you're i don't know you want to be the best bongo player ever and you're looking at the i don't know who the best bongo player is but you like you're looking at that person and you're going wow they're amazing i wish i could do that well it's easy to get frustrated and to compare yourself to that person and say well i'll just never be able to do it it's much better though to just focus on what is right in front of you right now so maybe right now you're, you're not able to do all the complicated stuff. Maybe you're just learning how to play the bongos. What are the fundamentals of playing the bongos? What are the fundamentals of music in general? Okay, focus on that. Once you get that down, okay, what, what is the next step? Maybe it's something to do with like the showmanship side of things. Maybe it's more about building a community of other musicians around you. Like, I, I don't know what it is. I'm just saying focus on wherever you happen to be and just build yourself up from there. Two years ago, I had no sales experience. Well, yeah, yeah, two years ago. I had no sales experience, right? I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing, like, at all. And I wasn't really in the best situation to learn sales either. But I didn't focus on that. I said, okay, I have an opportunity now to develop a new skill. I suck at it. I used to be really good at something else. I, I was leaving an industry where I was actually um, respected and I had value. I'm coming into something where I'm brand new, you know, in my mid-20s, and I'm like, this fucking sucks, okay? However, 
I didn't focus on that. I decided I'm going to instead fixate on learning the skill from the ground up. I happen to be in this particular situation. How can I make the most of it? That's all that matters. If you do that, you'll be fine. Um, next one is control your perspective. Life is truly what you decide it is. I feel like that's one of those motivational things that you get in like the Dove chocolate wrappers or something like that. I'm not trying to be cliche. It's just true. And it's, it's, it, it's, it's a cliche because it's real, right? Like it wouldn't be around and said so much if it wasn't, if there wasn't truth to it. I don't think maybe, oh, maybe that's a dangerous thing to say because there's probably some things that are common, common knowledge that are actually very wrong. Okay. But the, 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 the point is just focus on controlling your perspective. Just like going back to what I said just a few minutes ago, um, you're in a negative, you're in a, you're in a stressful situation. You can choose to look at it as something that's bad and it's hurting you and it sucks and it's difficult. It's stressful. It's a lot of pressure. Or you can look at it as this is a chance to, to improve myself. This is a chance to grow. I'm uncomfortable because I'm growing. I'm stressed out because, um, and like I have all these, these negative things going on, but a year from now, I'm going to look back and go, damn, like, I'm so proud of myself. I got to really, I was thrown into the deep end and I, I succeeded, right? Maybe I didn't, maybe I kind of like was out of my element and I didn't do, I didn't succeed at it necessarily, but I learned a lot in the process, right? Like control your perspective. Oh, this bad thing happened to me. How can I make it a good thing, right? Like what is the positive in this? Because nothing is good or bad. It's neutral. Whatever we decide it is, that, that's what it is. Because again, 10 people go through the same situation and interpret it 10 different ways. So the situation isn't real. It's, it's just not like we live in a, in a simulation. So like, it's not real to begin with, but our perception of it is going to dictate our internal experience. And that, as far as we're concerned, it's real at that point. Cause you look at people like, you know, people that watch the news, for example, and they think that the world is a certain way. And then you go to people that watch a different news channel and they think that the world is a different way. And it's like, well, how is the world really? Like for those people individually, it is like that. The world's a scary place. The world's a great place. Get to decide for yourself though. Don't, don't give that power to other people. I've said this a few times. Life is much more simple than you tell yourself it is. It really, when you break things down, the, the path to success is, is difficult, but it's really not that complicated, right? If you're trying to learn like complicated day trading strategies, whatever, okay, yeah, sure, that's difficult, right? But what are the fundamentals? To become rich, what do I have to do? Well, there's countless examples of people that are rich, right? To be a good partner to somebody, what do I have to do? Oh my God, it's so complicated. It's such a dynamic situation. There's plenty of people out there that have great relationships. What do they do? It's usually pretty simple. They usually say the same things over and over so many times it's a cliche, you know, whatever it is. And I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna give relationship advice, not today anyway. Um, but I'm, I'm just saying like, whatever you want to do, like you wanna get, um, you wanna develop into a certain body type, you wanna look a certain way physically. It's simple, you work out and you eat healthy. Now you can get complicated with some of the technicalities of it, right? But at the end of the day, you, you kind of just have to go do it, right? You'll figure that stuff out as you go along. Don't overthink the situation. Like, don't say, well, I got to figure out just the right workout plan. Somebody said this to me the other day. She's been talking about getting back into the gym for like months. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got to figure out the right workout plan. I got to figure out exactly what it is. I sat down and wrote her out a workout plan, like three minutes. Like, it's not complicated. She's like, that's it. I'm like, yes, that's, that's fucking it. Just go do it every single day and you'll be fine, okay? Oh, I need the right diet. I need the right. 
eat natural food. Eat what your ancestors would have eaten. That's it. Don't eat junk food. It's not complicated. People are like, oh, I just can't figure out how to lose weight. Yes, you can. You just are not doing it. Stop eating donuts. Stop eating junk food. Stop drinking soda. Stop eating right before you go to bed. If you just stop doing the things you know you shouldn't do, you will see results. If you do the things that you know you should do, you will see results. You've done them once or twice. You've tried a few things, kind of, like a little bit. You put minimal effort into something, and you're like, oh, this doesn't work. I don't get it. I did it for a week. I didn't see life-changing results. Of course not. That doesn't mean it doesn't work, right? People tell me, like, oh, I spent all this time at the gym. I just can't lose weight. Yes, you can, right? I did everything right. No, you didn't. Like, it's physically impossible, right? Now, there, there are certain things that are going to affect you. Like, for example, like, specifically with weight, weight loss. Like, again, like, once you spend time doing the right things, you may start to learn that you have certain um, handicaps that other people don't. So, for example, it's really hard to lose, uh, lose weight if you're stressed out a lot. Um, and I won't, I won't get into the science of that right now. But, you know, so it's like you spend a year working out and you're eating right and you're, you're making progress, but it's like, it seems too slow. Okay, now you can take that to the next step and figure out like, how do I refine this approach more? How do I, how do I get more detailed with it, right? Like I've been working out, I'm trying to build muscle. I'm just like, I have made some progress, but I'm not huge, right? Like I, I, or I don't have the, the six pack that I want, why? Now you can get more complicated with it, right? But the, 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 just to get started is very simple. You don't have to worry about all the complicated stuff. You need to worry about the principles, the fundamentals that are going to be consistent um, from day one until day whatever. Don't overthink things. And I'm the worst defender of this too. I, really, I overthink things a lot, but I also have a pretty low action threshold. So I do tend to get started with things as long as I believe that they are worth getting started with. And there's a half a decent chance that I'll be successful at it. Almost done. All right. Um, oh, perfect. I didn't even know that that was next. The, the longer you wait to do something, the more difficult it becomes to start. So that is a perfect segue. I didn't even realize. Um, yeah, like the more you procrastinate, self-explanatory. Don't put things off because the longer you do, you develop a habit of putting it off, right? Procrastination is just a habit. Don't do anything that you don't want to become a habit. Do things. Do, do the stuff right away. Last one. Last but certainly not least. The best option is usually keeping your mouth shut. I was falling asleep. I, I wrote the other ones in a coffee shop. I went to bed like two days later and I was like about to fall asleep and I just got to turn my light on, wrote that down. It's like, yep, yeah, that needs to be in there. Most of who was, I think Cato said that I don't say anything until I'm certain that what I have to say is not better left unsaid. Um, I've got a bunch of quotes from philosophers actually talking about just keeping your mouth shut. And it boils down to that. Most of what you think you need to say, you don't need to say. Most of the social awkwardness that we get, like the awkward things we say, if we just develop a habit of kind of being quiet and, you know, still like communicating with people with our, our body language and our nonverbals, but not saying every stupid thing that pops in our head, we'd be a lot better off, right? A lot of the times that we get ourselves in trouble, it's because we didn't have to say something and we just said it anyway. We blurted it out, right? Try being as quiet as you can for a while. Give it a month. Try to not say anything that you don't need to say. I'm not saying be fucking weird about it. I'm not saying like sit in the corner and like sulk somewhere and everyone's like, what, what's wrong with you? I'm, oh, I'm just trying to be quiet. Like, don't be, don't be weird, okay? But like, 
understand that if you listen to people, you don't necessarily need to talk to them, right? You need to nod along with them. You, it's okay to ask questions if you genuinely or like need something clarified. And you like you can you can uh huh sure yeah got you right yeah, yeah totally like you can say stuff like that like you can show them that you're engaged in the conversation. But see how long you can go without offering up information, without telling your story that you feel you need to say, right? Get comfortable because what's going to happen? You're going to start to feel very uncomfortable. You're going to feel that impulse to jump in and say something, right? We talked about this on the social anxiety episode, I believe. There's, there's, a, there's a, a biological, there's like an evolutionary psychology reason for this. Get comfortable with that feeling. Embrace that feeling of like, I don't need to jump in and say something, right? Because essentially that's just people trying to virtue signal. That's just people trying to like win the conversation, right? But if you learn to really listen, you're gonna realize that you how little you listen to begin with. Because you're gonna realize how often you are just waiting for your turn to talk. Another cliche, but it's true. <clears throat> when you get really good at genuinely listening and, and that, that feeling of anxiety that I need to respond, I need to say something, that will become less intense. You won't, it won't be as pronounced. You'll be able to listen to people for longer and longer and longer. You're going to notice things a lot better too. And also everything that you do, that you do say is going to carry a lot more weight. I'm not saying sit in the corner and be the weird kid that doesn't talk to anybody. I'm saying learn to master that impulse to talk just because or to, to, to respond to everything. Again, this is something I, that I need to work on too. All of these things are, are things I need to work on. But those are the, that is the rough draft of my philosophy, I suppose. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you find some value in it. I'm going to write it out and I'm going to post it on the actual blog website. I guess it's a, I guess it's a blog. Um, I'm going to put that up there, guys. Thank you for your support. If you're looking for coaching, if you're looking for one-on-one, uh, -on -one, reach out to me. If you guys just want to ask me like basic questions, like a lot of people did message me recently, um, that's fine. I have no problem with that. You don't need to pay me for that. Um, but if you do want to actually get in depth and work on something, by all means, reach out to me. We'll, we'll get that set up for you. Um, but uh, I, I, again, guys, I really want to say how much I appreciate all the support I've gotten. Um, two years of doing this, that's freaking awesome. I'm super excited to see where it goes because I've grown so much doing it. I've grown so much in the process of just creating content for you guys. I've learned so much. And that's what this is. It's like it's me documenting my journey towards mastery, towards becoming the person that I'm striving for. And it's like, well, you know, you see all these great these these great people out there. And it's like, man, I want to I want to emulate that guy or that girl, or whoever. I want to be like them. Right. But how great would it be if that person took you on their journey from day one and said, actually, I'm a fucking loser. However, I'm going to become something truly extraordinary. And they take you on the journey with them. They document the whole thing instead of just retro re retrospectively looking back and saying, oh, yeah, this is what happened. This was the journey. It's like that's still valuable. But how much better would it be if you could go along with them? And I didn't start from day one. However, I'm sure you all know by now that I will be truly remarkable. Um, that is my that is my plan anyway. But yeah, guys, thank you so much for the support. I will see you soon. Check out the blog if you want to look at um, those principles in detail, if you want to um, look over them. And let me know what you think of them, too. By all means, like tell me if I need to change something. I may or may not listen to you, but I will absolutely take the... I will, I will, I will be receptive. I will listen. I may not do it, but um, let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you're struggling with, and stay in touch. See you soon.